This horror podcast, fresh from the grave, dug up by a frightfully friendly ghouls. They are the ghostest with the mostest that live, or shall I say, die for all things horror. Listeners, beware, for you're in for a scare. Let's horror movies and chill. <laughs> I'm Erica. And I'm Krista. And welcome back. Welcome back to Horror Movies and Chill. Oh, we made it to the fourth episode. Who's ready to chill out tonight? Chillin'. Killin'. That's us. (laughs) Just killin'. Just just killin'. Chillin'. Killin'. You know how it is. (laughs) Well, anyways, so this is our part two to our first episode. It's alive! It's alive! Um, so basically in the first one we did a top and that was kind of your way to get to know us a little, but, um, I feel like you can, you might want to get to know us a little more. Yeah. We've got so much to say. Yeah. We have a (laughs) lot more to say and more so to dive into on a little bit of our horror history. Um, also we have a continuation of our top. So in our last episode, it was a top five. We are now expanding it to top 10. And instead of just picking up where we left off, I need to reorganize mine a little bit. <laughs> Erica doesn't. Change it up. Yeah, I'm not changing mine. I'm just adding. She came ready. <laughs> I just don't work well under pressure, and I just kind of put my list together, and then adding in more, I was like, ooh, not happy with this. Let me just rearrange some things. And now I can rest easy on my list. This is more so Krista. I'm happier with this. She even heard it, and she was like, yeah. It that seems, sounds that sounds right. It's more you. It's more you this time. Thank I'm glad you know me, spooky sister. Like the ones that she had were still her, but this is more of a, a complete a yeah. completed list. And then even too, like one or two that I swapped out in the order, she even said she was like, That made more sense. Yeah. So yeah. I'm I'm glad you know me. <laughs> Girl, I know you. My horror style. <laughs> so anyway, um kicking off this episode, we figured we'd start with a little horror history. History time. History 101. Or not your Go. favorite subject. <laughs> <laughs> it was not Oh, actually I didn't mind it in high school. How about you? Um I hated it. I was into my dancing. So <laughs> dance core for life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get it, girl. I liked um, 12th grade English. That was actually a good I book. loved English. I loved creative writing. I liked history because I liked, obviously, relearning about our past and, you know, what's happened in the world. Yeah. But sometimes, though, it's like if we really stayed on a subject too long and we're taking tests on it, then I'm like, ugh, I'm over it. I read the whole chapter. Right. I know what happened. Like, can we just move on? Well, you my know? thing, too, is I just have a really bad memory. So even when I study and study and study, I just... I can't keep any of the facts in my head and I'm horrible at tests. So it's just like, Oh yeah. It's so difficult. Me. Like I'm the same. I can read a chapter on, you know, something, whatever, silver war or whatever. And it's like, you go to remember the dates and you're like, I got this. And then oh you gosh, get the shit. test in front of you. You have A, B, C, and D, all with dates, and I look at them and they all get jumbled and I don't know what is what. And I just, I usually always pick C. C was the thing that they told you to go to. Well, that's what Fresh Prince of Bel-Air said. Yeah. You I don't think it actually C. worked because the, it, it didn't for me. I don't <laughs> think so either. I remember one of my tests. I did um, a, I always, I bubbled ACDC, ACDC. You would. I failed. You would. Ooh, not <laughs> my best time. Hey, that sounds good. But if there was like a good horror history class, I would have did A plus plus. I mean, that's the extra correct. Cool. Oh. Cool. 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 Extracurricular. 
extracurricular. I know what I'm trying to say. I promise. That would be a class we would ace and show up every single day for. Oh, speaking of that, um, I think Stephen King actually did in um, one of the colleges in Maine. He had like a like a horror literature class, like a British literature, and he was going. He like did reads like um, Dracula and um, Doctor Jackal, Mister Hyde. See, that's cool. Like Frankenstein, he would go over those, and I'm like, damn. I would totally like want to like apply to go to like a semester of that school just for that class. That would be actually really amazing to attend. Yeah, like to sit in on or just attend the whole class and not even do anything with that credit after. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, you have to sit in class with us today and learn our horror history. Get your number twos out. <laughs> <laughs> number two pencils, bitch. Take some notes. The sharpener's on the side. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. So I guess we'll dive in with little me first. Go for it. Um, so anyway, I'm just going to tell you what uh, made me really into horror and where it all started. So my first story goes back to me as I don't know how old I was, but I was little because I had a little pacifier in my mouth and my little white polar bear that kind of looked like the Coca-Cola bear. Um, so, um, not that I really have the memories of this, but this is what uh, my dad tells me. So I guess when, um, back in the nineties, I'm going to assume like two to three years old. I don't know. How old do you have a pacifier in your mouth for? I mean, uh, depending, I feel like two or three would be good. I think that's at the point where it's like, okay, I, I don't know, baby. So I don't know, know baby. So <laughs> someone's going to be listening like, damn, she had the passy in her mouth that old. Yeah. Sorry. I was a thumb sucker. <laughs> So anyway, um, my dad told me that when um, I was little, he would let Tales from the Crypt play. And I hear two variations of this story. So he's told it before where he would just let it play and I was fine. And I would just chill out on the couch with him. And he's also told me the story about how it played Tales from the Crypt and the beginning would um, play. And the part where the Crypt Keeper launches out of the um, coffin and just goes, (laughs) I screamed and flipped out and he had to change it. So I'm assuming I was just, you know, two ways. Either I was in the mood for it or I wasn't. So that was one of the first things that paved the way. That's why the Crypt Keeper is such a, so dear to my heart. Like, um, like when I met John Cazero is such a big deal for me because that was my childhood right there. And I told him this story. He loved it. Remember, you he were was with so me. Sweet. He was he like, was well, so that's sweet. interesting. I haven't heard that. <laughs> yeah, he was like actually really into listening to us and listening to Krista tell her story. And he was just like, like full eye contact, never broke eye contact. Like he was into that. Yeah, story. he really like took it and not like it wasn't like another fan story he heard. He was like, oh, really? Wow, I haven't heard that one. OK, yeah. that's cute. That's adorable. Oh, I love so that. it was so awesome. Um, so that's why the Crypt Keeper is just an important like iconic symbol in the horror world to me like right. anything i see, and there's not a lot of merch or anything with him on it so whenever i see something i'm like oh take my money i need that <laughs> i'm here for it <laughs> i'm here for it um so story number one next um little story that kind of ties into my love for horror is as i got a little bit older probably more into like eight nine years old um this is back in the t- time of vhs's no dvds yet and um, you can record off of the TV. So if a movie was playing on sci-fi, my dad would put a blank tape in there and record off the TV. Do you uh, remember this? Yep. So because we were <laughs> a little bootlegged like that. <laughs> bootleg. We made our own bootleg movies. <laughs> so um, he recorded Pet Cemetery, Pet Cemetery 2, and Leprechaun. Ugh. You do love your Leprechaun and Pet Cemetery. I do love my Pet Cemetery, and that's definitely the biggest reason. 
Um, and then for Leprechaun, I didn't, I can't say that I necessarily like loved it as a kid. Um, but I loved being afraid, but, um, I couldn't stick, like totally watch it. Like I would go, I'm like, all right, today's the day I'm going to do it. It's like broad daylight out. I'm not, I'll have enough time to watch cartoons before I go to bed. Right. So I'd go ahead and watch it. And then, um, watch like a little bit of it. And then I'd see Warwick Davis's face. Like, oh, okay. Abort mission. Turn it off. <laughs> Leave it there. Right? Oh, uh, man. Whenever I see Warwick Davis, I just think of Willow. Which one is it? Willow. I haven't seen that. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's not a horror film by any means, but it's like he's a little sorcerer and it has Val Kilmer's Mad Mardigan. Like, it was it was a huge childhood, like, movie of mine. Ooh, I'll have to watch that. Yeah. It's, it's a good one. We have it. I'll show you. Ooh. Okay. Down. <laughs> totally down. It's a total fantasy. I love that movie. So anyway, like I would, so I'd watch Pet Cemetery, Pet Cemetery 2, no problem, no problem, loved them. Um, but then Leprechaun, like I said, I would have like, I'm going to watch it today, I got the balls today, and then some days, ooh, no. I just always loved being scared, but I would love pushing myself. So I remember the day came where I actually watched the whole thing through. Um, all the, we had a pool in the backyard, and um, all the kids were out outside in the pool, and I snuck inside to watch it because I knew my dad was not paying attention to what was going on inside because there was... All the neighbor kids outside at the pool. He had to make sure no one was going to drown. You know. You know. And my uncle walks in. He was like, oh, what are you watching? And I got straight up caught. And it was already toward the end of it. So I finished it out. And I was like, oh. And then (laughs) honestly, my dad didn't even care. It wasn't a big deal. It was just like, you're going to be scared tonight. And that's on you. Like, you did that to yourself. So I just turned off the tape. Thought I was going to be fine. And I was fine. But I would have little moments if I heard like a sound. I'm like, oh, Warwick Davis is here. He's here. I don't have his gold. I don't know what to tell him. I don't know who to blame. So I would like Yourself. be, I was kind of afraid. I'm not going to lie. Like it would haunt me like a little if I heard a sound, but it wasn't like a full on, like it didn't creep me out like the exorcist did. So that's um story number two. And then story number three is going to tie into Erica as well. We both have the vague memories of going into Blockbuster. Yes. Rest in peace. Rest there's in only peace. one left. Blockbuster there's, and Hollywood video. There's one left in America. It's like an, I don't know what state it is. It's definitely in. here. No. <laughs> Bastards. Ugh. Thanks so, for taking our childhood away. I know. So fun. There that is, along with Tower Records. You guys suck. Oh, yeah. Tower <laughs> Records. I watched a whole documentary on that. It's so freaking God, sad. I love those places. Um, so I remember going to Blockbuster and always the left-hand side had the new releases. So we usually mm-hmm. shot right over to the left-hand side of the store. And the first aisle along the wall was new releases into the like um, actual like gondola aisle. And then you go over one aisle. I don't know if it was like drama. And then the third one was horror. So I'd always start in new releases. And then I would like mosey my way over to the horror. (laughs) And same. I loved being scared. But I also liked pushing myself. But not all the way. So sometimes I would walk down the aisle. And if I saw the exorcist's face, I would have to turn my back or block her face with another tape. I couldn't look at her. So I would like. She's creepy. I did weird things as a kid. So I would like block her face with another tape. (laughs) <laughs> walk out of the aisle okay catch a breath and then go back into aisle like breathe <gasps> breathe yeah go breathe. back in and one of the ones i remember being drawn to was carrie because it was just her on the cover covered with blood and i was like Ooh. not totally scared but intrigued and i wanted to know what happened to her like what happened to this girl like you poor thing i know i was like oh what happened to her like why is she covered in blood she killed people did they hurt her and i remember just wanting to know and like I said, I probably was, at this point, probably was like preteen years and also 
anywhere from like eight to like 12. Um, so yeah, that is my horror history. Those are things like that I can actually remember. Um, oh, I do have another. Um, sorry. <laughs> no, go for and it, then go just for in general, Halloween. Mm-hmm. So, um, basically my, um, dad raised me, my brother's a single father. So memories that I do have, um, with my mother, um, do actually, re- some of the best memories are around Halloween cause she really did Halloween big for us. So in general, as a kid, um, up until about six or seven years old, Halloween was such a big thing because those are my mm-hmm. best memories with my mom. So that just also set the spooky tone where like for my life and anytime set like August end of August September came around oh I was like dad deal. can I put up the decorations and he just let me be because if he knew I, I he said no I was going to do it anyway so um I just always looked forward to um you know autumn time in New England because that's where I grew up putting up decorations and the leaves changing and you know those were ways that um kind of made me feel close to my mom because those um those are my best memories with her that's so sweet. ending on that note I was like, Go America, take like, it away. Now, now we're adults, so now we have our places Halloween all year long. Yeah. That's just how we roll. <laughs> um, my horror history, I don't really have, like, um, like based into just, like, stories as more if it's just, like, one long, not long story, but it's, like, one main story. Well, um, I thought you just popped out the womb, like, scary. I, yeah, I, like, slid out. Dude, she didn't slide out the womb. She popped out like Jason did in Freddy versus Jason popping out of that van and landing in Camp Crystal Lake. Like, she just, boom, like popped right up. Oh, like in Adam's Family Values. Yes. When Puber pops out of Morticia like that. I had the mustache and everything. Wait, like that or no, was it Thing? No, it was Puber. Thing's hand went flying and then slapped the baby's butt. Slapped the baby's butt. That was Erica. I got slapped in the butt. I was like, horror. <laughs> horror. Not horror. Horror. Not horror. <laughs> horror. No, one cheek horror. Not one cheek horror. in life. <laughs> um, yeah, basically, I was, I literally popped out the womb, just like love and horror. Um, same thing kind of as Krista. We talked about this like uh, so many times that I would go to Blockbuster or Hollywood Video. I'd always go with like my mom. And she said I would like roll my eyes at like drama and comedy and I went straight to the horror section and I would pick out the most gruesome looking um, like video that I saw, like a gruesome box. But I always went to Nightmare on Elm Street. It was always either the original or Dream Warriors. Those were the two main things. Um, and people would actually like give my mom shit. Like, I can't believe you're going to let your kid, you know, get that movie. And like, she's so young. My mom was like, she knows it's fake. Yeah. And if she gets scared, we turn it off. We put on freaking Cinderella or Sleeping Beauty and she's fine. Like, let me raise my own child. She'll be okay. Like, it's, she's not going to die from this. All right. Yeah. Let her live her best horror life. I know. Like, just let her live. And then, um, same thing i would go to my aunt because my aunt was basically she's like my second mom so i would go to my aunt's house and same thing my aunt would be like what do you want to watch and i'm like nightmare on elm street i want to watch freddy or i want to watch a scary movie my mom lets me watch it so i would you know guilt trip my aunt and my aunt would be like fine and of course you know i would still get like i would get scared like i would get scared at some movies um but i just loved i loved freddy and then the same thing with, um, we have family friends that were actually at my wedding. Um, my friend Jamie, Jeffrey, and Jennifer, they are brothers and sisters. And they would always babysit me. And they would say that all I wanted to do was sit and eat popcorn and watch Nightmare on Elm Street. They would actually leave the room and be like, okay, like, hold on. And I would not wait for them. 
I would just press play and just sit there and they would, I would hear the music. I had to run out. Like, don't watch it without me. And I'm like, I'm fine. <laughs> I got this guy. Yeah, I got like this little sassy ass kid. Like, I'm fine. <laughs> I can Love watch it. it. I don't need adult supervision ever. <laughs> but that's really it. Like, it just kind of stemmed from that. Um, I was always super into the makeup, which is why I'm in the business that I'm in now. I'm hardcore into makeup for film and special effects makeup is my jam so that's that's one of our favorite call outs in movies so we'll be uh, watching a movie and we're like mm, that makeup was done mm, well that or it was great Ooh, did you see that that wasn't glued on or like well. did you see the continuity problem on that shit yeah. oh it's fun to catch these things oh my god it really is i love blood work and so like i look at like blood splatter and i look at like blood pools and like that wouldn't work or her she wouldn't actually have blood splatter there and we, i dissected sometimes i feel like it's kind of bad to do that because it takes you out of the movie. Oh, yeah. And it's like, shit. So, but if you've seen it so many times, you don't necessarily have to pay attention 100%. Yeah. If, you, if it's a movie you've seen a bajillion times and you happen to catch something that time around, it's whatever because you can just get back into the movie later. You already know what happens. But exactly. if it's a movie if that you're seeing for the movie. first time and you're catching all these things, then for sure it's going to take you out of it and you're going to have to try to rewatch it again. Yeah. A new movie, I'll try to be all in. And then after I watch it the first time and I have like my 100% pure reaction, then I'll go in and dissect it. Yeah. So that's my, uh, that's my little horror background. And the same thing, just Halloween all day, every day. Halloween. Halloween. Halloween-y. All right, yeah, so that's the so that's it, and that's how we're that's born. history lessons, and that's how we were born. So, um, yeah, good job yeah. on your history class, your lecture, history, you guys are history 101, you're done. There will be a, Have a good day. quiz at the end of this week. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, so um, now that we've covered that, I think we're ready to go back into our top. What do you Let's say? Let's do this. I'm ready. All right, so we're just going to go, um, I'm going to do my list first. I'm just going to start from my number one again. Mm-hmm. Um, some of these are in the same spot as the first time around. If you listen to episode one, which you should, which you should, if, just saying. And if you haven't, we're going over our whole list again, so it's okay. I guess you're you're fine, <laughs> but you might still want to go back because the first one's pretty fun. It's so good. I love our first one. I love anyone's first podcast episode because it's just it's cute and everyone's working the kinks out and it's raw. I just think it's fun. It, yeah, it, it was definitely, I, I told her, it's definitely fun. I feel like some parts it was a little bit timid, but eh. I think what happened to me, and I was saying this with the list, is um, I don't do so good under pressure, so I kind of put it together, and I thought I felt okay with it, but I still was unsure, and I think Eric can sense that from me, because there's some movies that I swapped around in my list now, right. and she even agrees it makes more sense to me. It definitely makes more sense. I still liked your top because the ones that you did discuss are still you, and when I watch those movies or hear about those movies, I still think about you. Oh, thank so, you. Yeah, I know. Forever in your spooky heart. Forever spooky heart lovers. Yes. <laughs> Alrighty, so um, starting off, my number one still remains House of a Thousand Corps from 2003. Uh-uh. My number two... Bride of Chucky from 1998, which previously before was in my number four slot, but I bumped it up. And if someone is going to hate on it, Let's you it. go mind your business because yeah. I love this movie so much. I do not need to really relist why because I've already expressed my love for it before. It's just a favorite of mine. It just makes me feel some type of way. 
Um, I love Plus it's Chef- good. Yeah, it, I think it's really good. It actually got better ratings than some of my other movies in my list. So uh, uh, apparently not everyone thought yeah. it was bad. So other yeah. people are like me and really loved it. Um, I love Rob Zombie music in it. <laughs> and I, I mean, do like Rob Zombie as a director. That's why he was yeah. my number one movie. Yeah. Well, you guys know we are Rob but, Zombie girls. Yeah, some music. <laughs> I love Chucky. I love Tiffany. She's one of my favorite, favorite characters. Um, so I had to bump it up and I feel fine with it. I feel fine about that. I've, uh, if someone argues, oh, you think that's a good movie compared to this, this and that. Come uh, at me, bro. Yeah, come at me, bro. <laughs> Honestly, I think it is a really good movie. And yes, there's ones that I think were designed better. But in the end, this as, as a whole gave me a happiness and it gives me a feeling that only I could feel because I'm my own me. So and that's suck all that matters. It. Suck it. Suck it. Suck it. You'll want suck to. Suck on it. What do you suck, suck. it? What oh, do you suck, suck on it? Suck yeah. it. I like suck, suck it. it. I don't know why I said suck on it. I don't know what they're sucking. Uh, I don't know. That's so um, personal. <laughs> uh, well, anyway. <laughs> anyway. And the chill part of horror movies and chill. Yeah, already bringing out the sex. <laughs> um, so number three is John Carpenter's Halloween from 1978. There you go. I swapped this out for Rob Zombie's Halloween and I feel a lot better about it. <laughs> I, you can, you can, if you listen to number one, you can tell how excited I was about Halloween rob zombie but you can see my uncertainty of keeping it there if you really then you kept yeah because you kept saying oh john carpenter like i know and i feel i know i feel better about this switch out and i think i was telling erica i had the dvd and i wore it out from back in the day but i feel like that was old me and i put that in the list but i feel like old me loved the original in not new me, like old me and then like advanced tour Krista after years of being a fan <laughs> still loves John Carpenter's Halloween. So out of the two, that one lives stronger in my heart where I feel like the Rob Zombie one had like a phase where I was obsessed and now that phase has died down a little. Right. So um, the original, of course. And I think I mean, it's so good. And if you listen to number one and you disliked my taste and you're still hung on to listen to this episode because you love Erica, I'm hoping <laughs> I gained your trust back. How you like me now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that happened. I'm sure there's got to be some listener out there who hates my taste and loves yours. But and I, I maybe gained a cool point. I think you gained. Yeah, maybe got a cool. But point. the thing is, I don't think anything that you picked is is bad. I think it's just a different. It's, it's different ages. Like I was raised more on the seventies and eighties, and I think you were raised more with the newer generation. So there's nothing wrong with that at all. It's just different tastes, but yet we still both like each other's movies that we picked. It's just a different top. Well, I also feel like too, it's upbringing. She grew up in Southern California, and I grew up on the East Coast. You know, like New York, Connecticut. Um, Rob Zombie lives in Connecticut. So, I mean, a lot of Rob Zombie people are out there. So when his movies come out, it's a big freaking deal from, uh, for us. Right. Like, I think he lived about anywhere from 20 minutes to 40 minutes from my house in Connecticut. Dude, so I when his try to stalk him so hard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know. Uh, Rob, well, we kind of left it. But Rob. I, I know people <laughs> who've run into his, that, him and Sherry, and I was just always hoping it would be me. Uh. Um, I do remember going to a hometown um, show that one of his Rob Zombie and his band um, in Connecticut. And that was cool because See, like that's there's badass. random old people in the crowd. And you're like, oh, that's probably his, oh, his family. Grandparents, like his family there. And he came out. There's Papa Rob. Uh, off stage to come shake hands with him. So he's like kind of right in front of us. And then Sherry's always uh-huh. at those. So I got yeah, to see course. her. 
So as much as I wanted to stalk, I was just kind of like, maybe organically, I'll just meet him one day. Just one day. Hoping. Right. It no, hasn't I'm happened, still, but I'm hoping for that I'm dream still for hoping. You. But back to what you were saying, I think it's a little bit of a different... We have... Because we have a little bit of an age gap. It's not that much. It's not that much. But... um. It's also, like I said, upbringing of where you're born and where you come from and me coming from where Rob Zombie and Sherry live. Of course, when this movie releases, people are amped up on him because there's a lot of fans over there who support him. So the midnight showing is a big freaking deal. That's how I take it. And that's what I was kind of brought up around. So I think that's what I was saying with the whole phase in my life. It's almost like wasn't cool if you didn't like it. And I liked it. I didn't have to fit in. I genuinely liked it. You be so, your own but person, if, Krista. I am my own person. That's why <laughs> Chucky brought a Chucky's number two on my you list. You do it. And I know some people will not like that bump up, but whatever. <laughs> whatever. Screw it. Screw it. Um, so num- my number four is um, this one was an honorable mention and it did not feel right. So I had to bring it up to number four and I'm very stoked about it. Um, you heard about it in my horror history. It is Pet Cemetery from 1989. What is this place? I brought you here to bury Alan's cat. Daddy, is Church all right? Why, Judd? I have no reasons. I dreamed he got hit by a car and you and Mr. Crandall buried him in the pet cemetery. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so this made my honorable mention because I didn't want to um, forget about it because it means a lot to me. And then as I thought about my list and I was thinking, fuck, if I can do it over... It would totally make top five, and I'm glad I had this opportunity. I was actually very, very shocked that that was not in your top. See, and that's what I'm saying. I don't do good under pressure. It's okay. I know people might think like, oh, it's your tour top. You should think of those right off the bat. But sometimes it doesn't happen. There's so many things to choose from. Exactly. And I feel like when this came, this idea came about, because when we started this podcast, it was very like, let's do it. A couple days later. All right, we're starting it. Okay, then I'll see you in two days. We're recording. And we have kind of opposite schedules. So I think it was over the weekends. I remember you were sitting home like, oh, like rewatching things and taking Mm -hmm. down notes. And I was working. So I'm at work (laughs) trying to take down notes and think of things and all this stuff. And I just don't always do the best under pressure. And this was one because I feel like I kind of messed up my first list. And now I'm correcting it. And I feel better about it. I think you all could agree too. Pet Cemetery is... It's so good. It's really good. And it definitely... (laughs) needed to be up there above some other ones that I've listed. So, <laughs> all right, a little a bit of history on Pet Cemetery. Um, so this one is from 1989. Um, the novel is from 1983 by Stephen King. The King. I mean, classic, the King. Um, and then it was adapted into the film later, 1989. Um, it has a 50% on Rotten Tomatoes. Shocked. <laughs> I'm shocked on that. You rating. know, this Rotten Tomato shit sometimes is frustrating. It is frustrating, especially this movie. And this story I mean, is so classic. good. And like, this is really Stephen King's. Like, I know he has a lot of novels, but this one's a really dear one to him. Like, he, it's based off of stuff in his life and it's in, has to do in, like, set in Maine and they shot in Maine. Like, there's just so many cool factors that go right. into this. And the mm-hmm. fact that I got a 50%, I think is shitty, you know. I still think it probably has to do with the fact that they killed off a kid and that's still very taboo. It's still and very taboo. And sometimes people taboo. see that happen and they just write off a movie. They're like, yep. how dark and disgusting. Because even like in nowadays movies, when they show a kid getting killed off, which does not happen often, but I just saw a movie recently. I'm not going to say it just in case someone yeah. hasn't seen it yet. But 
I watched a movie just recently that came out not too long ago, and they killed the kid in a brutal way. And I was like, oh, shit. And even, like, I was uh, taken back. Yeah. Like, oh, damn, they just did that. that. That's that's not okay. But it was a great scene. The kid's not really dead. God yeah, damn. It's just an actor. And <laughs> I know, like, people are like, the thought, though, is so terrifying. You know how it's much so that sick. kid just got paid to get killed off? <laughs> he's laughing to the bank while you guys are all crying and, and cringing and cringing <laughs> oh my god he's fine he's rolling in the dough <laughs> i feel like people do they will write off a movie that kills off a kid though, Absolutely. And, I, and i get it i mean i'm kind of like that with animals sometimes like i know there's a lot of horror movies that kill off animals oh my but god there's yes. some where i'm like oh i don't know if i can watch this anymore like they really like he just like in the movie fear with mark Wahlberg when he puts the dog's head on the stick like that one yeah. i did almost shut it off and write it off completely is it bad that i was so into him in that movie? oh me too does that say something like bad about us because <laughs> so mark, mark get at us get at us oh where did my panties go <laughs> but no it's not bad you felt that way i mean uh, a girl was going through some changes when they were watching that movie <laughs> shit now maybe he'll get his own episode <laughs> that roller coaster scene let's not go there oh yeah that was oh, a good one wow. hey that could technically make horror movies and chill it still is kind of like a suspense thriller i mean she was chilling on something yeah you know what do you guys maybe get a what future I'm episode and let us know if you'd want to hear an episode of that because we got some thoughts we got some thoughts on that <laughs> let's get back to my thoughts on pet oh, yeah, sorry, before we get sorry. in the marky mark whoops <laughs> so anyway um stephen king has actually gone on record stating that of all the novels pet cemetery gem- genuinely scared him the most oh. he even put it away in his drawer because he felt that no one would want to read it because it's so dark and so black and kind of like we we're saying how um a kid gets killed off yeah. um well little did you know it actually did really good when it came out so it, did it really is a good. top-selling book too so this movie is amazing and it's, it's generally very creepy it, that's why i love it i feel like as a kid it was creepy because there's parts with like zelda oh <sighs> so scary and then when gage comes back as um like a little zombie kid so scary yeah. But then, it's, well, that kid's already kind of creepy. <laughs> yeah, Miko Hugh just does really he's, good at playing a creepy good. kid. So he's good job, Miko. Good. Good um, and then also too, um, as an adult, it's scary because the thought of your kid getting hit by a truck is terrifying. Like even as a yeah. kid, thought of me getting hit. Like when I was a kid, I'm like, ooh, if I got hit by a truck, that's crazy. So like that movie is scary for everyone all around from all ages. Mm-hmm. So um, as a parent, as and as a person, exactly. Yeah. So that's probably why he put it away um another fun fact too is stephen king um so the cat church which they use like seven to nine cats on set (laughs) i would have loved it i'm a crazy catless lady right now i want a cat she needs a cat guys donate to the christy cat fund (laughs) (laughs) just give her your cat i'm a supporter (laughs) um so um the cat church is actually based off of stephen king's daughter's cat smucky Smucky. Smucky died crossing the trucker road and was buried in an actual pet cemetery in Maine. I oh, thought that wow. was really cool. That and in really the movie cool. poster or like in one of the graphics for the movie, um, on one of the little burial um, gravestones or like little wooden planks, it says Smucky on it. So that was like a little nod to Smucky. Smucky. That's a cute name. Right? I thought it was cute. That's different. I don't think I've ever heard of an animal named Smucky. Smucky. It's like Smucky. It's like Snooky. <laughs> Snooky and Smucky. <laughs> if I was going to the Jersey Shore, my name would be Smucky. Smucky. I'd be short round. You'd be Nugget and I'd be Smucky. Oh, Nugget. Smucky Nugget. Smucky Nugget. 
<laughs> oh, I like that. Me too. <laughs> we're going to Jersey Shore, bitch. We're going to Jersey Shore, bitch. Get crazy. We were just watching that not too long. Ago. Oh, God. Oh, sorry. sorry. We needed to feel better about ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, so when it got, Smucky got buried in the pet cemetery, which is actually in real life spelt incorrectly, mm-hmm. just like it is for the movie, because um, it was a kid who made up the sign and he spelt it with an S instead of a C. So, um, fun little fact. <laughs> that is cute. Um, innocent. It, it is an innocent thing, and it, it works. It makes it a little like, bit more unique. Like, they're not stupid. It was a kid. It's innocent. <laughs> um, another reason I love this movie, because Fred Gwynn, a.k.a. Herman Munster. Herman. He played the role of Judd Crandall, and he was the best fit for the role. Oh, God, he he's so good. is amazing in this role. He really, oh, I just love him so much. Rest in peace. Like, yeah. I love him as Herman Munster, and I love him in this movie. Um, he really just was Judd Crandall. Like that was it. Um, I think when they even did casting, they like got him and they're like, okay, next. Like they didn't even have to. We don't need to see anyone else. He just captured it so well. So I feel like when he gets on the screen, it's just like a nice familiarity. I love about him. So he's like a warm hug. Yeah. And speaking of his like sweetness, um, I guess because Miko Hughes was, I think, only about three on set for this movie. Oh, my God. Um, and Fred wrote um, children's books. So he even was nice enough to give Miko Hughes, um, like, his um, children's book that he wrote. Aww. I don't know if it was more than one book, but I thought that, like, he's just so sweet. That's sweet. <laughs> Herman Munster. Again, a warm hug. Yep. Um, so going into Miko Hughes um, as the role of Gage Creed, he was phenomenal in this role for being yeah, so young. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just amazeballs that he was able to really pull that off being a young little kid like that. Like, I mean, you think about it, too. A, a movie like this for a kid is already really intense. And you had to think about what was he going through? Like, did he even know what he was doing? Like, what anything meant? Probably not. No, I, I actually, um like, watched this interview with him and he doesn't even really he's like he doesn't even remember much of set like he doesn't remember full-on like memories he remembers more like they're almost like photos in his head of like being on set right so like he i'm sure he just didn't really have an idea nothing really tainted him because he's not talking about it to this day saying that messed me up or anything right so which you hear a lot about adult actors in certain movies like the one guy in hereditary he's like having full-on like ptsd oh wow i didn't know that i still have to see that movie it's really good it's really good but he's having like flashbacks and it's like messing with his psyche basically oh shit that's you think about you really dive into those characters roles and characters and it's just like oof. i wonder if being that young if you don't totally dive in though if you just kind of do what you're told and you do it well and then move on easier it probably is i could assume Mm so kind of like the seven to nine cats like they get let loose out of their cage they do the trick cut bye bye (laughs) back to one and yes so um so cool little connection that I wanted to bring up just for you because we know how much you love Freddie. Mm. Um, so um, Miko Hughes um, was introduced to Heather Lang- Langenkamp in this movie. Um, and he ended up working with her later on Wes Craven's new nightmare. Mm-hmm. Um, he had introduced her um, on set of this movie because David Anderson and Heather were dating at the time. David Anderson was the um, Anderson, sorry, is the makeup artist on set for Pet Cemetery. Yes. So Heather came to visit him in Maine and he proposed to her there. That's just so sweet. I know. I thought I just love the uh, full connection, the full circle. Like I love that she met him on set of this movie and then later later on played the role of um Miko Hughes' mom in 
in Wes Craven's new nightmare. So there's already that connection Mm -hmm. when he was younger. So in this movie, it was kind of like a familiar feel. And that's why it gets believable that that's mom and son because there's already a connection. And I don't know about you, but I sometimes love when I see actors... I think not sometimes, almost every time I like when they re- you see actors yep. in movies again, like we're saying about, like, oh, I know you guys. about <laughs> um, Catherine Isabel, like we're yes. saying, but in the other episode, I like it and I like seeing him in these And you know roles. what's funny in, in New Nightmare is Heather Camp's character is actually married to a guy that is in special effects. Well, I think that was the in point because the in real yeah. life, she actually is married to a makeup artist. So they wanted to do that in the movie to make it really feel like it was Heather. Mm-hmm. So, and who does... The makeup in actually one of my tops. There we go. See, mm-hmm. this is all connected, guys. All connect. Small world in this uh, film industry <laughs> Small here. Small horror world. Small horror world. <laughs> and then my last thought is I actually really like the Ramon song, Pet Cemetery. It was all written in only 40 minutes. Wow. Stephen King was a fan, gave some of the um, band members the book, and they wrote that song in 40 minutes, and I listened to it on my iTunes. So There you go. Get it. So yeah, that is why Pet Cemetery is my number four, and I feel real good about it. How do you feel, Erica? Good. It feels good. All right, I like ready it. to go into my number five? I'm ready to go into your number five. So as I'm going through my list, some I'm going to describe a little bit more, and then some I'm just going to kind of brush over. So um, letting you know I'm not going to have a long description for every movie. Um, I only got like two more coming up, so <laughs> with a long <laughs> description. Everything else is just kind of a brush over, so I don't want you to feel like you're going to be sitting there listening to my voice the whole time. I can listen to you all day. It's fine. Oh, I can listen to you all day, too. Oh, thanks. Thanks, sweet cheeks. My name is Candy. <laughs> Ooh, Candy. Oh, my God. It's late night talk. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> How much more for another minute? Ooh, honey, I don't know if you can afford me. <laughs> So anyway, let's go into my number five. It is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre from 1974. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. After you stop screaming, you'll start talking about it. And there you go. Um, Whoops, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre from 1974, directed by Toby Hooper. This one has, you want to guess how much it has on rotten potato tomatoes? I'll never get the vegetable right. Uh, <laughs> screw that tomato. Um, 76. Not too bad. 88. Damn. That was pretty good. I, you know, I knew it was going to be in the damn 80s. Fuck. That's why I was saying 76. It popped in my head. God damn it. Yeah. Uh, you're influenced. Shit, I was influenced. She's reading numbers. And I read a number and it just popped in. So 88% Rotten Tomatoes, I think is a good score, but it makes me really confused while why Pet Cemetery got so low, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, this one got way higher than Pet Cemetery, and I thought Pet yeah. Cemetery would have been in the 80s as well, or even the 90s. I feel like maybe because the Texas Chainsaw Massacre has so many... Loosely f- based off of real true crime serial killers, and, it, had and a big it was a huge cult following. Yeah, it has a big effect on people. I mean, this movie paved the way for a lot of shit. Oh yeah, like even Entertainment Weekly voted, um, Entertainment Weekly magazine voted this number two, the second scariest film ever mm-hmm. made behind The Exorcist. I mean, like that's it's a disturbing. big title right there. This movie is disturbing in the best way. Oh yeah. 
Mm-hmm. So um, this one has a little bit of a backstory for me because I remember when I was younger, I was in New Hampshire with my brother. I think I mentioned this in episode one. So just to brush over it quickly, um, being young, also like anywhere from like eight to like 11 years old, um, we want we wanted to watch it because me always wanting to pick the tape, the video mm-hmm. that always scared me and wanting to push the limit a little bit. I'm like, let's watch this. And they're like, are you sure? My aunt and uncle, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah. Yes. And keep in mind, they have a house like in the woods like and you think of new hampshire i don't know what you think of new hampshire but it really has that like houses are a little more further apart it's definitely more woodsy what's space like (laughs) everything down here is on top of each other i know way different than southern california (laughs) um air is very crisp i love that and the water is amazing yeah anyway so he's like are you sure you want to watch it i'm like yes so we watch it, and uh, sure as shit, I have nightmares that night. So does my brother. But he was playing, like, he was definitely being more scared and showing it more. So I was letting him be the one to, like, turn on the light, go get a <laughs> drink of water. So it came off that he was a little bitch, and I wasn't the little bitch. But I actually was <laughs> a little bitch. But I loved being scared. Like I said before, I love it, and I hate it. So this one just has such a vague memory. Um, I also remember my Uncle Jeff dogging it on, like, you know this really happened, guys, and he's still out there. And we're like, oh, sleeping. oh okay he's like okay ready to go to bed yeah yeah okay sure and i remember like looking out we stayed in the back guest room and like looking out the window and you just see like woods and you hear jiminy cricket like (laughs) you know what i mean crickets and it's like like i don't know it just was it was scary because i just feel like he could have came out of the woods and slashed through their like it's not a cabin house it's an actual house but some of it had the wood plank look so it just had that feel of like abandonment even though it wasn't like you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, no, I tell you what I mean. Scary. Like, it wasn't there abandoned. It's just so far out from everything else. I'm like, well, we're screwed if he comes here. Yeah, because you don't have an outlet. Yeah. You know, you don't have a thing that you can run to or, like, a neighbor that you're like, help, help me. Yeah. Like, you well, don't have anything. And I bet if I go visit now, it's probably a little closer than what I remember. But probably. I do know it definitely was a lot more spaced out. So I just remember thinking, like, we're screwed. He comes out. Yep. We're screwed. We're done. Just take me first so I don't have to watch the rest I'm of the I'm not even going to run. I'm just going to wait in the corner me. and just go for it. That's literally what I thought, that Leatherface was going to come out of the woods in New Hampshire. I mean, and get me. if some bitch is running at you with a chainsaw, I'm done. I'll die of a heart attack before he even gets to me. Uh, yeah, right? You'll shit yourself and die. I mean, I'll shit myself at a freaking like halloween haunt yeah <laughs> with free i've done that before where we were at i don't remember if it was like not no it was a universal and they did a um a texas chainsaw massacre house oh and then we got through no. it and we we're done and i was like whoo and then all of a sudden i hear like a door open and you hear the the of the chainsaw. oh no i'm good i'm good and i remember looking back and he looked at me and he goes run and the guy told me to run from him and so i fucking bolted I run. put my friend out of the way. I was like, bye, bitch. I'm out. Bye. <laughs> he told me to run. You're fine. You're safe. <laughs> That's my story. <laughs> oh, I'm good on that. I'm good it was on scary. that. It's scary. It was scary. Um, this film is fictional and based loosely on the serial killer, Ed Gein. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing my uncle was mm-hmm. dogging mm-hmm. on. <laughs> um, the main character, Leatherface, is portrayed by Gunnar Hansen. Yes. He did a phenomenal job. Yes, he did. Um, since the movie was low... And I just... This is a little fun fact that I found interesting. Since the movie was low budget, Gunner only had one shirt to wear his other face. And since the shirt was dyed, it couldn't be washed. Oh. This movie, I think, was set to be only two weeks of filming. Ended up being four. So oh, wow. by the end of this movie... Um, from all the sweat and the hot Texas summer, no one wanted to be near Gunner. <laughs> I mean, they were actually screaming because yeah. he smelled so bad. He smelled so bad. Oh, God. I thought that was interesting. And just that gross. is. That um, is. 
Also, um, Gunner was like super, I guess, like way faster running um, than Marilyn Burns, who played yeah, Sally. She was a slow runner. So he had to do random things while chasing her, like slicing um, branches just to help gain some distance. So that was a little fun fact. That's why he was always looking like he was dancing in the background. Oh, yeah. Because she dance. could not run. Yeah. I mean, she would have, in reality, she would have been dead after two seconds. Yeah, because he would just catch up and accidentally get her. But that's Um, not how movies work. I think I read somewhere, too, that he's really tall, and with the boots they had him in, he had to, like, duck for some of the doorways, too. Oh, Jesus. I mean, that makes it scary. He's stinky, he's fast, and he's tall. He's going to get me. And a chainsaw. Calm down. He's going to get me. (laughs) Um, And speaking of slicing, um, in this movie... um, It is actually only seen cutting flesh once. Like in the whole movie, I guess the whole movie, you only see it once on screen um, on oh. one character. And I think it's like Leatherface cutting himself or something. Um, and that's another reason, like the biggest reason this movie is on my list is this movie really lets the imagination run, do the work. Mm-hmm. Really, it does. And it did for me as a kid and still as an adult, it does. There really isn't a lot of blood and you don't really actually, like I said, in this fact, you don't really see a chainsaw puncture anyone it's all imagination and how it's shot which is brilliant um maybe later i'll have to replay the pam's death scene for you but you'll see what i'm saying the hook scene Um, there there was two scenes in this movie that really got to me is like the first one where you kind of see him is when the guy is going to like the main door and um leatherface comes out grabs him like he hits him in the head Mm-hmm. grabs him drags him in and then shuts that big ass metal door i remember that scene being like oh shit this guy is like not fucking around and then the dinner table scene oh that's the a way good that one shot and it's like close-ups on their eyes and their face and her and her screaming and creepy grandpa like oh that's what that's what this ugh. movie does a really good job because it actually doesn't show like a you know bunch of blood and guts Mm-mm. or anything it's all imagination it's and all imagination. that's my favorite and my favorite scene in this movie is actually pam's death scene which is the one that follows after um the one with the guy getting hit in the head yeah um, the sound of that Ugh. and i like when pam comes up to the doorway and she gets pulled in mm-hmm. first of all i love all the memes that go with that one. Oh yeah <laughs> if she loves horror never let her go oh, yeah <laughs> find a man that never let you go <laughs> that's my favorite I like you can that. send me those all day <laughs> I have a shirt that has a leather face like running and it says, if he loves you, he'll, no, don't chase him. If he loves you, he'll, he'll chase, chase you. you. Like, I love all those. <laughs> and if you guys find some good ones, send them to us on our Instagram. Yeah. Horror movies and chill because we freaking live for them. Oh my God. <laughs> they always crack me up every time. Horror memes are the best. Yes. Especially <laughs> that one. That's a really good oh, one to so put good. to different sayings or like corny ass like lyrics. Yes. <laughs> but in this scene, I really love it because like, Oh, the character, um, Pam, is really squirming for her life. And you can just see how strong and tall and, I guess, stinky he is. (laughs) And she's just trying to, like, get out of his grasp. And then... Probably because she smells like him now. Uh Uh-huh. Like, his stench is, like, rubbed off on her. Gross. (laughs) So, in this scene, there's a little... Like, I have a little play-by-play. So, um, you actually never see the hook puncture her skin. So this is where the um, right. imagination gets to play with you for a bit. Um, so basically the shot is like him picking her up in front, picking her up. Then she's lifted in front of the hook 
a different shot, you see him put her down from a different angle, but it's the angle where the harness that she's wearing mm-hmm. connects, but you don't see that. But your imagination makes you think you saw her skin getting punctured, but you actually didn't. Nope. And I guess when they did this, um, the harness was on her and it actually hurt her. Like, I don't know if it was Ouch. too tight or what, but they left it that way. So when she actually gets put on the hook by Gunnar Hansen, when she's in pain, she actually is because that harness hurt her. Ouch. But I, it's so brilliant because, like I said, the way it's shot like this, for a long time, I really thought I saw her getting punctured skin, like, onto the hook. But you really don't. It was just shot so strategically. So well. yeah. You think you do. And if you ask horror fans, they some will tell you they see it. And you don't. You're like, nope, you don't you see it. You actually don't. And it's cool because a few moments later, you see a couple, like, a couple drops of blood, I guess, drip from her body into a bucket down below. And it just goes to show it wasn't a crazy, bloody scene where you think you... Not at all. Where you, you know, see the you know, hook puncture her skin. It's all in the mind. And, and that's also a way that's that, just amazeballs. Yeah. It's a, a way that a lot of um, lower budget uh, movies, like their, their budgets are low. So they have to save on certain shots and that saves a lot of makeup money. Oh yeah. I mean, cause special effects is, uh, it's not cheap. And it's so hard. Just by doing a different angle, that saves them so much money, but it's also more effective to me. Yeah, and it was this one was done so right. Like I said, the way he picked her up and then had her lifted in different angles from behind, and the next it's back from front, and then she's part like, I guess the word hoisted down. Like mm-hmm. it was so done that you're like, oh shoot, you actually don't technically see it, but I thought I did. Yeah, you almost like replay it, thinking, wait, did I? Because I know I, I've I saw the hook. It. I saw the hook. I saw it. <laughs> so anyway, um, that's my thoughts on number my whole everything about the texas chainsaw massacre and why that's now number five good job krista hey um like which that. did bump down my number six which was n- number five in episode one which is number six now but i'm happy with it i love it just as much as number five but number five just has a little bit more of a nostalgia boost for me mm-hmm. um number six does but texas chain the texas chainsaw massacre goes back further for me um so number six is halloween three season of the witch from 1982 um, number seven is Carrie from 1976. It's the night of the senior prom. The Bates High School gym is alive with excitement. Everybody is there, even Carrie White. Alrighty, so um, this is a Stephen King novel from 1974, then adapted to the film in 1976. It is his first novel to be adapted into a film. Mm-hmm. Okay, Erica, do you want to guess the rating on this one from, for Rotten Tomatoes? Carrie, 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 Carrie. Creepy Carrie, creepy Carrie, plug it up, plug it up. 84. 93. Good job. Right? I was so happy ah, with the score. I honestly thought this was going to have a lower one and I, I would i was expecting the blow i was like this is gonna have a lower one and it doesn't deserve it and right. then i saw it and i was like fuck yeah see i just don't know how to rate them anymore so now i'm just like i never go 90s because you just don't know what to expect yeah. with these and carrie clearly clear uh, he what <laughs> she clearly deserves an in the 90s percentile so yeah. yes Even good though, job and this movie in the end it's it's a simple timeline and it kind of oh gives yeah. away what's going to happen in the trailer but it's still really well done it's well directed the it's story creepy. itself is still even though it's simple it's still good and you still want to know what happens to this poor girl and at the time i feel like it's original because nothing like that has happened yet 
the whole entire time I'm rooting for her. Yeah. I'm like, kill them all and kill your crazy mother. mother. Exactly. Because she was, to me, the scariest part of that whole entire movie. Oh, she, yeah. That definitely. mom fucked my shit up as Yeah, a kid. she's definitely very creepy and Puts her in the closet crazy, with that which I have some Jesus. thoughts on her in a bit. Mm-hmm. But, um, so this film stars Sissy Spacek as Carrie White, who was nominated for an Oscar for Best Actress and Leading Role for this film. Oh, wow. So I didn't know that, It kind of makes sense actually. of why it, got, why it got 93% Ron Tomatoes. Yeah. Like it actually was really highly thought of. And um, Stephen King also commented that he f- um, finds the work to be raw mm-hmm. and with a surprising power to hurt and horrify, which it does. I mean, Carrie, she hurts in this and you hurt for her. And yeah. then she even, even though her mom is so crazy, she ends up killing her and you hurt for her there too and then you're horrified for her because she just gets so made fun of and she just gets so let down and then she gets her karma back and it's you she deserves it. you're like yeah i get them but it's still horrifying it's horrifying to watch and it's like oh my god she's murdering all these kids but it's like well you guys were assholes yeah so (laughs) you know that's a really great comment on that's so spot on i mean i know it's his work so of course he has the best thing to say about his own work oh obviously um so even though she, um, Sissy actually didn't win the award <laughs> for the nominee, unfortunately, oh. um, she actually did get Homecoming Queen in her actual high school in real Good life. Good for you. I know. Go, Sissy. Get it. Um, I guess um, Sissy also kept herself isolated on the set of this movie just to really stay in, you know, the Carrie character. Oh, uh, that's smart, actually. What are your neighbors doing outside? <laughs> <laughs> We're recording and we hear neighbors outsiders. Studio. Oh, no. so it depends on which neighbor it is. <laughs> Keep it down. <laughs> creepy Carrie. Creepy Carrie. Creepy Carrie. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> no, well, so she kept her isolated stay in character, which I get. So I guess, um, yeah. you know, like some Method of the acting. castmates, um, you know, she couldn't really, she told him she couldn't really hang out and have fun with him till the end of the movie, which I thought was awesome. To be completely honest, um, Piper Laurie, who played um, Margaret White, the psychotic uh-huh. mother. Mm-hmm. She would have creeped me out so much that I, that would have gotten me in character. <laughs> I mean, uh, she, she, th- that woman is so good at acting. It's ridiculous. Yeah, she did a great job of playing a crazy, religious, oh, psychotic mother. Psychotic. And she says some crazy shit in this movie. I had to write down some quotes because they're funny and they're crazy. You're dirty pillow. So let me first start with a fact. Yeah, okay, so right. none of the Bible passages in the film are actual quotes from the Bible. So, okay. um... I feel like they would probably she have quotes it, yeah. Genesis chapter 3 to say um, that sexuality is evil. I guess the Bible really doesn't say that. I mean, I don't read I'm the surprised. Bible, so someone can correct me if I'm wrong, but this is a cool fun fact, Snapple cap fact that I got. <laughs> so I believe it. I believe it. <laughs> just to use it in her favor and to smack Carrie with the book, she had to just throw that out there. Shit. Some other fun quotes. <laughs> I can see your dirty pillows. That's my favorite. Everyone will. <sighs> They're all going to laugh at you. This is great on a child's psyche, just saying. Good job, mother. They're all going to laugh at you. Pimples are the Lord's way of chastising you. What the fuck? <laughs> when she doesn't eat the apple pie, she goes, Carrie, you haven't touched your pie. They give me pimples, mama. They give me pimples, mama. <laughs> pimples are the Lord's way of God. chastising you. I mean, that's not in the Bible. <laughs> I know. I can't believe Like, <laughs> Okay, my absolute favorite. First comes the blood, then comes the men. The boys! Um, the boys! The boys! <laughs> I mean, if that's all I needed. <laughs> so, it's so. When you watch this movie, it's so hard to not laugh. Because, come on. It's funny, but it's, it is scary because 
there's got to be people out there like this that do this to their children. Oh, there totally is. There totally is. They're not mainstream, but there is. Yes, it's crazy. And it makes me sad for Carrie. Like, God, this poor girl had her first period. And that's what she hears from her mom. You hear plugging up with the people at the school, like throwing tampons at you. And like, that's fucked up. She's clearly scared in the shower. It's not her fault. It's not her fault. She comes home to that shit. And then her mom is all psycho in her fucking robe. What the hell? I know. Her little moo outfit thing. Oh, my <laughs> God. With your fucking flowy locks that are just frizzy as hell. Get a defrizzer. I know. Shit. Dehumidifying spray. <laughs> Damn. I don't think they had that back then. No, I don't think so either. Shit. I don't know. Oil. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, ever hear it's oil. You can get virgin. Virgin. Olive okay. oil, bitch. E-V-O-O, I'm mom. Sure. Or is that in the Bible? Can't use that. Oh, yeah. You can't use E-V-O-O. Okay. I don't think we should go That's a religious route. Oil. We don't want... um. Oh, yeah, we don't want to piss people off. I'm sorry. Apologies. Whoops. We're not talking about anything bad about the Bible. We're just talking about uh, Margaret White. Yeah, she's just crazy. Um, So speaking of boys, I thought the guy who played Tommy Ross was so adorable in this movie. I mean, those beautiful curly locks. He's so cute. Like, I love the part when he's in class and he laughs. He actually does have a really cute smile. He has such a cute smile. He's the only one that I actually really feel sorry for because he was genuinely a good guy. He really was. And I feel like what a lot of people, some people agree, some people don't. I feel like in this movie, it started as wanting to please his girlfriend, Sue. Mm -hmm. But then he actually started to feel bad for Carrie. So he wanted to help. And then he actually started to gain feelings for Carrie. I think you really. I think I really think so did. too, and I think there's. This is a debate. Maybe we can make an. We can have a debate episode. We about can have. This. Yeah. Let us know what you think. But um, there's a lot of clues to lead that he actually started to gain feelings for her, and it's really sweet and sincere. And I think that's what makes him cute, and he's definitely worthy of a. <laughs> Thank you, Tommy Ross. Thank you, Tommy. <laughs> um, and then my last little fun fact is, um, if you haven't seen the movie. You now Which get to you know really this. PJ Souls is in it. And we all love PJ Souls. Totally. Totally. We love her. Um, <laughs> With the classic pigtails and hat. Yes. Oh, come on now. So great in this movie. Um, she was bitch. only um, cast for two weeks. But after um, she hit Sissy over the head with her red baseball cap during the volleyball scene <laughs> in the beginning, um, Brian De Palma, the director, decided to keep her longer. Keep her around longer. I mean, it's And PJ. I thought that was such a fun fact. And it's in the beginning, it's so cute. And it's just like PJ just hits her over the head. It's PJ. So, um, yeah. I like that. Good job. I feel like there's a lot more into Carrie. This movie's actually, it's simple for the storyline and the skeleton of it, uh, skeleton of it, but the right. characters are very it's very in-depth. depth. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm going to cover. Maybe this can make a future episode for like a Stephen King series we oh, can do. Oh, totally. But I'm going to just leave it out there um, and go on to the rest of my list. Do it. So thanks for hearing me ramble on some of my movies, guys. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Only a couple more to go. Number eight. The Love Witch from 2016. I love this movie, and I'm thinking you might have to make a future episode so Erica could watch it with yes, me. Yes, I have never seen this film. Ugh, I don't think it. I've even heard of it. It's Does, that make, does that make me a bad horror fan? Not at all. There's plenty I still haven't heard of. There's just okay. a lot out there okay. for us to take in. Okay. And just when we think we got them all down, there's always something new, and that's what keeps it exciting. So it doesn't stay that's stagnant. That's about the horror world. The whole horror world. <laughs> Um, my number nine is Scream for 1996. Ghost face all the way. Ghost face killer. She mentioned just. Me- <laughs> she mes- mes- <laughs> she mentioned this already oh in her top, so I don't really need to touch on it anymore. It's just and then good. my number 10, which I'm going to wait so we and her can mention our number 10 together because we because got the same. We got the one. same number 10. Um, 
Should I just go into this really quick and then we can just close off with yours? Totally. Okay. Uh, totally. Totally. Okay, PJ. <laughs> totally. Okay, EJ. Oh. <laughs> Erica. <laughs> EJ. EJ. You know, my last name used to be Jones. Oh, EJ. EJ works. That works. Uh, it was called all Erica Jones. School. EJ. <laughs> Erica Jones. Get over here now. That I'm sounds not... like a good name to yell at. Erica Jones. Erica Jones. Erica Jones. Anyway, Get over here. so we didn't know what we're gonna where this direction the, the direction of this episode was gonna go. So I just jotted down a number eleven, and mine would have been Trick or Treat from two thousand and seven. And my honorable mention still remains the same from the first time around. Or no, it wasn't the same. It's different. <laughs> but um, it's Tales from the Crypt: Bordello of Blood. Suck on it. Oh my God, suck it, suck it. Because I know people don't like it, but I love it, and I love the Crypt Keeper. So moving on, everyone. Erica's <laughs> top ten. Let's go, job, Krista. Thank you. Okay, so I'm gonna fly through most of these because she already mine haven't through. changed. She haven't changed. So my number one is 1984 West Craven's Nightmare on Elm Street because Freddy is life. I mean, it's Freddy. Um, number two is John Carpenter's 1978 Halloween, which we all know is one of the best horror films ever. 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 Um, my number three is written by Steven Spielberg, director Toby, Toby Hooper, um, Poltergeist from 1982. And I'm actually really happy that we're, we get to do this. <laughs> Because we've mentioned this movie so many times. It's one of my all-time favorites. And yet, we have not played this song. So my number four is The Lost Boys. This is the little scene. They're on the boardwalk. Oh, Michael. So we are in... What is it? Santa, um, Santa Carla. Santa Carla on a pier. The murder capital of the world. Yes. And we are <laughs> listening to this jam with the man cake singing it with the saxophone. In those purple leggings. Yes. Can I get some? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so Lost Boys is one of my all-time favorites. Not just in the horror, but just in general. It's one of my all-time favorite movies. Um, my number five, again, is Scream from Wes Craven in 1996. Ghostface! So, now we get into... Um, some that I uh, I finally get to mention a little bit here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me find my list. Oh, my God. I think it was good we got to redo this list because Erica really wanted to play that clip for Lost oh, Boys. God. So she was like, yes, an excuse for me to play it. Let's do I this. I believe. <laughs> <laughs> I love that song. I seriously listen to it almost every single day of my life. Oh, I love and it. And I'm not lying. <laughs> I believe it. And I also watch that movie probably like once or twice a week. It's a good, it's a great it's movie. A she got me hooked on it. <laughs> so my number six, um, I'm not going to say too much because I kind of went into it, but it was actually on my honorable mention. It is the 1987 Nightmare on Elm Street Dream Warriors. Yeah. This is the, basically it's the fan favorite. Um, a fun fact, this one was actually banned in Queensland, Australia for its drug references. And it's mainly the scene where Freddy's glove um, is used as syringes and he injects Taryn. He's like, welcome home, Taryn. <laughs> and he like sticks it in her arm and she's like, ah, and you know, she dies from an overdose. <laughs> um, this movie has, without a doubt, my all time favorite line in any movie. And that's. Welcome to prime time, time bitch. bitch. Such a good <laughs> And then line. he sticks her head in the TV. That's all she wanted. Such an iconic moment. She wanted to be on TV. Now she's in it. 
Um, and then my favorite scene is actually a scene that probably will stay with me for my whole entire life. Um, there was this guy named Philip, and he was like, he liked to carve, um, like puppets, little clay puppets and stuff like that. And Freddie, one night when Philip falls asleep, he basically like, turns into one of the puppets and like cuts himself down and then philip like wakes up or wakes up in his dream freddy grows into like normal size he slices philip and is now using philip as a puppy a puppy a puppet a puppet (laughs) (laughs) so you see philip like in the hospital like walking and his hands are out and like he's got like pieces from his arm like used as strings oh it's like it's so good it's so so fucking cool looking and then um his roommate is like what the fuck like oh my god so then he like gets everyone up all the people are like running over to the window and they see philip on the top of like the hospital and they're trying to yell at him to wake up he obviously can't wake up and then of course freddie cuts his strings aka his skin and philip plunges to his death oh that's just seriously it's like my favorite it's a really scene. great scene. I, love I know exactly so which much. one you're talking about. Oh, Makes so me want to rewatch it now. I watched it a lot. Um, this movie has some of my favorite kill scenes. It has just some of my favorite scenes. Um, this is when you see Kincaid. Kincaid's like the the loud math, like badass, and he's always like, "Yo, Freddy!" <laughs> so I'm gonna stomp this motherfucker all over Dreamland. <laughs> so Kincaid was a badass. Um, I used to have a big crush on Joey, who was the one that couldn't speak because he was traumatized as a kid, and. Yeah, he can't speak, um, but he was always so cute. Um, Heather Lellencamp is still Nancy in this movie. Nancy. Sadly, spoilers, he kills her. He uses, he pretends to be uh, Nancy's father and then stabs her and kills her. Oh, rest So sad. It's so sad. But yes, that was my number six. That's Dream Warriors. Great Dream one. Warriors. From Dokken. <laughs> Um, going into my number seven now um, was also an honorable mention. It is the remake of Evil Dead from 2013. Um, this one still holds a 62% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, Nightmare on the Dream Warriors has a 74 on Rotten Tomatoes. Anyways, so I think, are, are you gonna are you saying um, ratings for all of them or just? I think though I think Oh yeah, you have to those. say though yeah, those. Okay, yeah, cuz these ones I haven't gone yeah, over. Really. Yeah. Um, so Evil Dead remake is one of my favorites. I'm again, I'm not really a huge remake fan. I don't think the remakes are ever really needed, but when they do it right. That that one's really good. The Evil Dead one, like that even had me a little spooked. I've only yeah. seen it twice in something about the makeup in that one. I could only watch it's it creepy. like during the day. So they actually use basically almost all practical effects for this movie yeah obviously there were some things that they had to do cg but this scene this this movie is just so badass people were actually not a fan of this movie when it came out because they were expecting it to be more of the sam remy like kind of comedy like because it was i mean the original one is obviously there's creepy in certain areas but it was also very funny um this one has like certain nods to Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi was one of the producers along with Bruce Campbell. So, I mean, there were the originals to back up this film. Yes. Um, and they were both actually very proud of this movie and the direction that they took it. Um, the director is, I think it's Fadi? Fadi Alvarez. Um, he wanted to take it into his own realm and he went straight horror. He went hardcore horror, lots of blood, lots of gore. Um, he wanted to have all practical effects. So every, like, um, deadite are 
extremely like creepy like all the if you don't know what a dead eye if you haven't really seen it it's the, the zombie characters um super creepy and let's see we have uh mia who is played by jane she is a badass super badass i have to really rewatch this with you because oh. i've lost my memory on some of it and i, re- <laughs> I really want to watch it again now like you already the way you're talking about it, i'm like oh i remember it being this like good oh. and like it actually spooking me out a little bit so now i want to redo i really really want to watch it now so thanks erica oh you're welcome <laughs> sorry just random thought i'm like sitting no. here like hmm no you're good um so uh jane levy so she plays mia mia is the reason why they're all at the um cabin basically that's located in the woods that uh, this cabin is like in every single movie ever made um she is suffering from you know a drug addiction and so they're trying to get there they're trying to get her there to kind of basically clean her up um her brother david is played by shiloh fernandez who is a, a sh- 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 this dude is such a hottie um Jane, i can't remember what he looks like oh he's so i can't sh- sh- ha- ha- ha he's with so you. pretty look at your phone Okay, get, get your phone. phone and look up this name. Here, I'll look Shiloh up Shiloh Fernandez. Okay, I'll look this up. You can look continue it, okay. on. So, um, Jane, who plays Mia again, was actually talking about one of the scenes in the movie, and it's actually a really cool fun fact. Um, there's a scene where she goes over to her friend and she she vomits on her, basically, like all this blood. So that scene was actually a real tube in her mouth oh wow and she was really vomiting up all that blood. i mean obviously it's not her vomit but it was coming from her mouth so she had this freaking contraption in her mouth spitting like gallons of fake blood vomit on this poor friend or her friend um which i think is actually pretty awesome but she said that she said that that scene in that role really took a toll on her and she had to like go into the corner after that scene and like cry because it took a lot out of her a lot of the actors were saying that this movie was physically draining i mean if you've seen it You'll know why. Well, I'm um, backtrack. Shiloh Fernandez. <laughs> Did you see him? Yes, uh, he's I got him pulled up on my Google Images right now, and I'm a scrolling hey, and I'm a Shiloh. Liking. How you doing? How you doing? <laughs> um, so let me see. About this is a cool fun fact. About 95 percent of this film was filmed actually in order, so that actually helps continuity because oh, yeah. each scene it just gets worse and worse and worse and obviously bless you um jumping back and forth causes a lot of continuity so having it just filmed in order that saves you i feel like it really helps to build the character too yeah, oh yeah totally totally because you can really you can really get into your character's mindset about like okay this next scene like now i'm just totally fucked yeah or at the beginning you start off more calm it's that mellow it's that calm before the storm and then as it builds up you have to build up with it exactly not have your character totally have to switch gears with which a lot of actors and actresses do really well but i think for the filming sake that's awesome oh yeah um and then my last fun fact for this one so just for one scene alone the when it rains blood they use fifty thousand gallons of blood just for that one scene alone Dang. I mean, this movie is like a blood fest. It is a gore horse dream. And uh, that was, that's an intense scene to shoot. And it's just, it's just raining. It's, it's raining, raining blood. It's raining blood. <laughs> Hallelujah. Holy shit. <laughs> wonder it's what raining blood. Wonder what Margaret White, Margaret White would have to say about that. <laughs> a passage from the Bible that has to come from. The blood comes from the devil. That I mean that part. First comes the blood, then comes the men. Then comes the men. <laughs> they can smell the menstruation. <laughs> it's, it's raining from the sky. It's raining from the sky, aka your vagina. <laughs> oh shoot. Okay, I'm gonna move on. 
So, um, my number eight now, moving on to the 2012 Cabin in the Woods. Y'all. What is that thing? Somebody sent those things here to get us. We gotta get out of here. Oh my god, what is this place? The Cabin in the Woods. Oh, yes. That was a good little clip. Thanks. I have not seen this movie. She hasn't, guys, and I'm crying inside. Well, we both have a movie on our list, each of our lists that we haven't seen. We're going to have to. I mean, that can be a. We can do a good back to back. We'll watch them and see what each other thinks. I'm I'm such a big fan of this movie. It's ridiculous. It's like a a horror comedy. It has. It's from um, the director is Drew Goddard. 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 Um, he's also one of the writers, <laughs> along with Josh Whedon. We all know Josh Whedon. He's freaking amazing. Um, and when you have Thor in your movie, Chris Hemsworth, yes. I mean, you can drop his hammer on my house. Oh my God. He can drop his hammer anywhere. Ooh. <laughs> in me? What? Okay. What? Okay. And, um, also, Chris. Tell you, wait, a- wait, wait. I got a proposition. You take Thor, and I'll take his evil brother, Loki. You can have him. And we can you tag can team. Have Loki. We can tag team. I'll I, keep I, it in the family. I'll let, you, I'll let you keep Loki. I'll just keep Thor. Okay. If he wants him with Thor, you can have it. But I'll Yeah, I might have Thor. a sneak in there, too. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he's so beautiful. He's so beautiful. And then uh, Chris has just got a peep of this guy, Jesse. Jesse? Jesse. Jesse, Jesse Williams. Knees are weak. He is oh, definitely a man cake. There goes the panties again. He's like a, he's like a coffee cake. Yeah, oh. you know what I'm saying? With that, that yummy caramel skin. Yes. I mean, I like that up. Getting hungry mm, over mm, here. Mm, snack time on that man cake. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, again, this movie, I remember seeing it in theaters. I saw it in theaters probably like five or six times. It was super fun. Um, the first time I saw the opening scene, I was like, am I in the right movie? And they actually did that on purpose. They wanted the audience to feel basically they were in the wrong movie. When you watch it. Oh, I can't it. wait. Yeah. Oh, shit. This is going to have spoiler <laughs> alerts. I'm not going to spoil anything. Shit. I'm not going to spoil anything. I won't say the twist, which is a really cool fucking twist. I'm not going to say it. Thank you. Um, this script was actually written in three days. Dang. That's and awesome. And when you watch it, people that have watched it will know that this script, there's a lot of fucking shit in this movie. So to do it in three days is unbelievable to me. That is awesome. It's so amazing. Um, this is, I call this movie uh, a horror lover's dream. Um, and all I'm going to say is elevator scene. That's it. I'm not going to say it because you haven't seen it. But once the elevator scene happens, oh, man. I mean, oh, man. if you really need to discuss it, it could spoil <sighs> it for me, but don't spoil everything else. Or I can't. Just all I have to say is when those elevator doors open and shit fucking pops off, I was in my seat clinching like I was grinning from ear to but past ear to ear. I was grinning so much. Oh, and I, I want to watch it. Grin. This and Evil uh, Dead, man. I'm ready. I've uh, seen Evil Dead before, but I'm really ready to retake it. These you know? would actually be a good head-to-head. Evil Dead versus Cabin in the Woods is actually a good matchup. 
Ah, oh, writing this one. down. It's a good one. Um, and then again, the the makeup is amazing. The comedy is perfect when it needs to be um, comedic. And it has really creepy moments. There's some genuinely creepy stuff about this film, but I don't want to say too much. I really so love, that's all I'm going to say. Well, I'm excited to see this because I love, I've discussed this before, when there's comedy in the mix of a horror movie to kind of bring you down a this little one definitely bit. definitely does. Your, your guards are down a little and then it just whacks you with something yeah. scary. So I'm excited. This one this one definitely has comedy and it's 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 done really well. Yeah. It's done really well. I can't wait. So that was my number eight. My number nine is actually another remake and that's saying a lot for me. Mm-hmm. And this one is the 2017 remake of It. I knew she was going to have this on her list. It would not be Erica if she didn't. I she loves to. this movie. So She got uh, me on this movie. I mean, I knew I was going to like it. I wanted to see it. But I watched it for the first time with her. And her love for it was just written all over so her good. face. This movie is so fucking good. Okay, I am um, I'm a fan of the original. The original was a two-parter. It was like made for TV. So obviously they couldn't get as creepy as they wanted because of that fact. But Tim Curry is one of the best fucking Pennywise. I mean, he's amazing. It's Tim fucking Curry. Yeah, like, totally. He's brilliant. I mean, he's amazing. I'm obsessed with him. My favorite role, actually, Tim Curry does when he plays Darkness in Legend, which you need to watch. I need to watch that, too. She hasn't but seen But he it. is an amazing Pennywise. He um, really he's is. He's amazing. He's creepy. But Skarsgård, though, is a beautiful Pennywise. He took it in a different direction. He's a little more sinister. Um, his little smile is just, like, how he smiles. He's creepy. And his little dances, everything. Yeah, his little dances. He actually um, was taught by, like, a top... Um, um, what are they called? Um, Choreographer? No, like a... Mime. No, what are they called? Oh my god, why can't Aerialist. No, what's the... When they can... Contort- contortionist. Contortionist. Yeah, so... I said everything um, else but that. <laughs> I was on the right track for it. Ballerina. <laughs> like contortionist. So he was actually taking lessons because that scene where he's in the refrigerator was actually a lot of him being contorted and then obviously some CGI because he can't possibly twist like that but he did a lot of it by himself which is actually really uh that's pretty badass that's wicked um my this one gives me all the 80s vibes i'm born and raised in the 80s i'm a huge 80s person hence why a lot of my stuff is usually set in 80s um i'm just looking at all like the movies that i mean there was like Lethal Weapon and Dream, uh, not Dream Warriors, but um, I on Elm Street Five. I think it was like Dream Child was like one of like the movie posters. Ghostbusters was a movie poster in this thing. They do a lot of the New Kids on the Block, which I was a huge fucking New Kids on the Block fan. Still am. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love the Losers Club. I think these kids are amazing. I think they were casted so well yeah um, it's they're really they have such a great chemistry they really do and i think i mean the acting i think is brilliant for these kids my favorite um my favorite one is eddie um eddie was played by jake dylan grazer he's just a funny fucking kid yeah this kid is so funny um 
My favorite scene is when the girl at the pharmacy tells him that he's taking placebo pills. So he goes back to his mom and he's like, what are these, mom? Gazebos? <laughs> oh, yeah. That was really funny. I remember being in the theaters and I just, like, laughed so hard. Um, How many I, times did you see this in theaters? I saw this movie, I think, about maybe only four times. I gathered it was more than once. Yeah. It, once it came on DVD, I bought it and I watched it, like, almost every single day. It's on HBO Go and I own it and I watch it a lot. It's just one of those movies where it's like, I can just watch it. There's so many cool death scenes. The scene with Beverly in the bathroom when the fucking blood like spits up. In yeah. The sink. That's a nod Damn. to A Nightmare on Elm Street with Glenn dying in the bed. We love our um, nods. Oh my God, especially when they nuts. involve Johnny Depp. But I love that scene. Um, I also think it's just this... The whole thing with her and her father and how they went, I remember just feeling so disgusting it in the movie It is disgusting. Theaters. It makes it's you disgusting. feel some type He's of way. gross. It's just like you want her to just fucking annihilate him. And thank God she does. She does. Um, I, one of my favorite things about this is, so J, um, Jack Dylan, who plays Eddie, he was one of the first out of the Losers Club with the kids to work with Bill Skarsgård. Um, and during the scene where um, Grazer, like, where Pennywise is basically, like, tormenting this kid after Eddie breaks his arm and stuff like that. Yeah. Grazer would cry and gag while Skarsgård was right in his face, like, yelling and drooling because the teeth that Skarsgård had to wear made him drool, like, profusively. Uh-huh. Um, so after they would yell, cut, Skarsgård was actually, like, super, like, like, are you okay? And Jack was like, dude, I love the direction you're taking this clown at. Like, uh, I he love was, that. like, just in and out. Like, that's... That's pretty badass That's for an awesome. actor. Yeah. A kid in Skardgar was just saying, like, these guys are professionals. Like, don't I don't give a fuck about age. These guys are professionals. That's wicked. That's pretty cool. And um, they, so they wanted to make sure that none of the kids saw Skarsgård in character before um before they shot with him that's a, that's such so a great when idea when they first see scars those are their true reactions they were actually pretty terrified of this clown that's awesome that's a great strategy to keep mm-hmm. it organic yeah except for um the girl who played beverly she was actually known to laugh at him first because she thought he looked funny oh <laughs> she likes she likes scary stuff and so she just doesn't really get scared and she was like oh he just looks she's great. amazing she's awesome yeah, she's that just ass. got so many cool points in my book yeah, she's a total i just badass. feel like if i was an actor and he was like you know Skarsgård was doing that at me and they'd call cut i would be like i'm gonna go cry in the corner and change my underwear because i peed a little <laughs> like i would not pop out of character i'd probably be like genuinely scared right i'm scared i think that he did a brilliant job i think it's really super scary but yeah i mean this movie is just one of those things where i can just watch over and over and over again it was one of it was a really huge release it was very anticipated and it was actually um received very well people loved this movie and rightfully so yeah i mean i didn't see it in theaters i really wanted to um i just didn't get to so the second it hit blu-ray i was over her house i was in there like a tampon (laughs) i popped her cherry her uh, yeah it oh, I guess then I wouldn't have a tampon in if you pop my cherry, so never mind. Oh, Different time of the month. <laughs> no splits. <laughs> um, so speaking, that's my... Uh, can, oh, quick thought. Speaking of Skarsgård, oh. Alex Skarsgård from <laughs> True Blood. Oh. I would have picked him over Bill any day. Oh, so good looking. Take me, man. What, Eric Northman? I just needed to bring that up because that's his brother. One of the sexiest vampires ever, you have to say. He's pretty sexy. Very He's sexy. Pretty sexy. I'll take it. But I just wanted, to, I needed to throw that in there because I don't know if we'll ever have another chance to talk about Drew Blood. No, good job. I liked it. Good so thought. that was my number nine. 
Yeah. So now we can go into our ten. And then I'll say my um Your honorable my, mention. My honorable mention. So we both have the same number ten. <laughs> Yay! I, we went like I I don't know about you, but I went back and forth with my number ten and this was on my list and I was telling her and I was like, Oh shit. We got it. Yeah, we, we got our number so ten. So at the same time we'll say this. One, two, three. Scream four! <laughs> I feel like that was like in the part in Step Brothers. <laughs> Do you just come best friends? <laughs> yep. Do you like guacamole? Do you want to come play Claudia in the garage? <laughs> yeah. So Scream 4 it. from 2011. We don't really have any facts because we're going to have an episode coming soon called Ghostface. Ghostface. And we're going to go ahead and get Ghostface. <laughs> uh, and we'll, just, we'll, we'll talk about it then. But it made our number four and we have lots of reasons why. But instead mm-hmm. of... Instead Instead of it that being too repetitive, we'll just yeah. discuss it at a later time. Brilliant. So, ending on that, well, actually, Erica, give do... us your honorable mentions. Go so, ahead. my honorable mention, I have mentioned a lot. Chris has mentioned a lot. It almost in my top, but it's just too, it's too new, so I don't have a lot of holding it in yet, but it made my honorable. It is the 2018 Terrifier. Such a good movie for a it newer is one. good. It I is mean, really good. This movie is from um, Damien Leone. Um, it was based off of like the anthology film All Hallows Eve. Art the Clown was obviously the best part of the movie. Became such a has a now a huge following. Yeah, so he's a big iconic movie. figure already. Like he's Art gonna the stay clown. there too. Like Pennywise is no longer the only clown. I mean, I'm sorry. Okay, so Pennywise is badass and he's cool, but Art the Clown is one sick fuck and makes any other clown look like a bitch. Oh yeah. Well, I feel like because also um, Art the Clown, he has that more of a mime feel. Oh, he's, he's not just so a genuine creepy. like Hong Kong yeah. clown. He's a no mime talking. clown. There's no talking from him. He's just creepy. His teeth are disgusting. Ooh. His kill scenes are rough and brutal. Um, this movie is all practical effects. So what's cool is that the director, he's also the writer, and he's also the special effects makeup artist. That is talk about wicked badass. This dude just went all balls Balls in. to the walls. Balls deep this guy went in. <laughs> so this movie, yeah, it's just really good. If you haven't seen it, it's on Netflix. You can buy it out. It's definitely got some issues. It's got continuity issues. Oh, yeah, we've but the makeup and art the clown this is storyline itself it's it's good and it's scary i really enjoyed it a lot too and kind of the same as her i really liked it and i'm like wow i really felt it's love at first sight for this movie yes both of us and it's like wow like this you like how she put in honorable mentions you want it to be in the top already, but it's so new and it's like so hard to have your ones that have been favorites for yeah. years for it to beat in front of them. But like down the road, this will definitely They'll make it. it. Oh, They'll yeah. Make it. I'm sure if we had a top 20, it would have been, oh, those, it been those extra. So easy. You guys need to watch it. It probably it's would have so made good. it in mine too because I really enjoyed it a lot. It's okay. so. It would be my top 15 for sure. Yeah. Mm hmm. But anyhow, we did it. it. Thanks for sticking around for another episode. You got to hear the redo of my top, the continuation of Erica's and her horror history. So we're born and we're here and we're here to stay in this horror community. So get used to it, guys. Listen to our voices and learn to like them now. Yep. (laughs) And if you want to hear more from us or just, you know, get to um, interact with us, you can on our Instagram. Yeah. Um, The handle is at horror movies and with an A and D, chill. <laughs> so follow us there. Um, Come with comment us. any pictures you'd like or anything in our store. We always chat back. Like, oh yeah, we both are connected to us. You're getting a reply from Erica or me. <laughs> so um, yeah, give us some suggestions and say hello. Say hey, go hey, hey go hey. <laughs> All right, 
And, uh, well, until next time. Until next time. Stay, stay creepy, creepy, bitch. bitch.